All right, here we are, guys. The Yellhorn Podcast. I'm uh, I'm Maddie from Chill TCG, joined with Zach Lesage, of course. Uh, this is kind of a brand new thing, so a brand new podcast. We're, what uh, what's going on? All right, so the, the <laughs> it's always a little awkward, right? At the first yeah, time, yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll have to create an intro, maybe, but um, yeah. Let us, the know, let us know about the let us know about the intro. If you guys want an intro, let us know about the intro. If not, then uh, no intro at all. Hundred. Hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, guys, this is the Yellhorn Podcast. So uh, we're just gonna be keeping it real, you know, coming at you uh, once a week. Hopefully, we're just gonna be talking about you know the Pokemon TCG competitive scene, the meta, uh, things that are going on, um, and uh, you know, talk a little bit about ourselves too every week about you know what, what we're going through and and sort of you know, not that we're going through much, but you know what I mean. Just yeah, sort of just keeping lives. it real in general. Like, uh, we don't want to be like robotic and be like just spitting up inf- information. I mean, we both have our own YouTubes, and I mean, we both try to bring it to the public, but this is a little bit more like a, a kind of look into our real selves and just like how we would talk, not just like that. And now you're watching right. Chill, TC- yeah. Chill TCG or now you're watching The Lone Blown. Like, like right. as much as we try to be authentic and stuff during that, this is probably going to be more of the closer, more intimate experience uh, for both of us, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more like a pers- personal thing, right? Just sort of getting down, getting down to the to the to the core of everything, you know? Um, I know that, you know, obviously, Zach, like you're, you're a player, you know, you're a player everybody knows, super successful player. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, for people that probably don't know me as much, um, you know, or people who might know me personally, they help me run the tournaments in the Discord server uh, or from the YouTube. You know, I'm just just a guy who's who's a, a big fan of Pokemon. I'm um, not a super successful player, as Zach might be, but uh, somebody who loves the game, somebody who makes content, uh, you know, every every other day here about the game. I mean, you're certainly more successful at making content than me. We already went over that, but it's just like, yeah. you, you just got the chill vibes, bro. You got the that's chill vibes. That's <laughs> what it is, you know? Uh, my whole thing originally, especially with chill TCG, was like, um, you know, of course it was based off of these sort of archetypes, like these prototypes that, that other people obviously came up with first. One thing... Uh, one person that I always try to give a lot of credit to is uh, is Hexter, you know, Ethan. Um, really one of the first sort of like independent, uh, like weekly organizers, um, you know, who who was putting on these tournaments every week um, that people enjoyed. People love to compete um, in the online game especially and, and also making the content, right, based off of the tournament. Uh, something that, you know, I just found to be really cool, right, Zach? So like I was like, I, for me personally, I was like, well, this is just something I want to do but kind of put my own twist on it, keep it chill, just keep it friendly. And uh, it's been great ever since. Things have been going really well. Um, for people that don't know, you know, you personally, Zach, you know, have you been, how long you've been playing the game? Like, have you just uh, been. So I've been playing since like 05. I uh, kind of grew up with Pokemon as a kid and yep. kind of really stuck with it. Like, in my first year of playing, um, I won a gym challenge, which for those of you, like, I mean, we don't have gym challenges anymore. It's kind of like a regional championship t- style of events. I won first place, got a trip to Anaheim, California for the World Championships, and I was able, like, I've just been playing since then, off and on, like, I've gone to college and stuff, Uh, I have a culinary management degree, which a lot of people don't know about me, Um, so I could whip it in the kitchen real good. Um, Okay. um, Beyond that, like, I've just been really taking Pokemon seriously since 2017-ish. Um, Pokemon introduced a little bit more of a structured cash environment, which makes it uh, that I could kind of more viable kind of, right? yeah it's viable for me to do stuff like i could go to regionals and i could do something and i could travel to another event and i mean here we are here um beyond that in my home life i i have a dog i have a girlfriend i have a i like street wares you can <laughs> whatever it's one of those things where like um those are really where my passions lie but pokemon's one of those things that it's like 
it's it's my main focus but it's also a side piece it's it's Right. No, I, I hear you. I mean, it's one of those things, right, where like, uh, like a professional Pokemon player might might sound silly. It might not be something that people think is like a particular thing. But if there's anything out there, anyone out there that is, or as close to a professional Pokemon player as, as you can get to, it's gonna be Zach, right? It's gonna yeah, be yeah. There's you, definitely is... a few. There's a few of them out there. Like I mean, like I think Azul and a few others. Like you're either like yeah. a content creator or not. And I think that's right. kind of the thing where like the line gets blurred because you look at people like Mahone, like. Mahone's killing it. Tricky Jim, absolutely killing it. He's the um, man. You look at people like uh, the Wasi, Omnipo, like you can see like their actual official Pokemon commentators. They have large YouTube followings, and it's just like, I mean, I I'd say that I'm a player first and foremost. I like playing Pokemon. Right. I'm not scared by business ventures, as you can see. Like I yeah. run tournaments myself through Hyperlux. Um, yeah. I mean, we're we're open for opportunities and stuff like that. Um, I coach players, stuff like that. So it's just one of those things where, like, professional player, the line's blurred nowadays, especially during the pandemic. Everyone's got to do stuff. I mean, heck, like, some, yeah, I, I'll do odd end jobs, whatever. At the end of the day, you got to survive. And I think at the end of the day, as right. long as everyone's loving, you're good. 100%. And I think this this podcast here, the Yellhorn, it's going to be a cool experience, right? Because you have somebody from sort of, like, the in the background as like a TO as a content creator. And then you also have somebody who's sort of made their, their presence known and, and had their success in the actual playing the game. Right. So I think this is going to be a good idea. Obviously Zach, like we're pretty good friends. So it's, For it's, sure. it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a sweet, it's going to be sweet. This was a good idea. Um, um, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm super hyped for it. And I mean, I think it like <laughs> goes down to the core, like not to get all mushy, but like Pokemon, like Pokemon encompasses a lot of people, whether, whether you are of any skin color, whether you're from any country or anything. Like, I'm from Canada, this dude's from the USA, and he's just like... And, I mean, our love for Pokemon, no matter where we are, is what ties us together as a friendship. And, I mean, you never know what's out there. A lot of people, like, you see Logan Paul cracking open up those cards, buying up those Zards. Logan Paul could be my friends. I'd rather be my friend than Maddie, but... Uh, oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Maddie. I mean, if, if if we can get on, if we can get Logan Paul on here, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If we can, yeah, screw 100%. everyone else. <laughs> I agree. Dude. Screw everyone I else. Agree. Logan Paul, Logan Paul, or bust. Maybe I'll get also Logan Paul. If you're somehow maybe. watching this podcast, uh, head us up in our business emails and stuff like that. Mwah. Facts. Uh, is he the one that is he the one that just knocked out that NBA player in boxing? Or is that was that actually a real thing? That was a real thing. Was that Jake Paul though? I don't know the difference. I don't know. I, same. They both have the Paul last name, so... They're both killing it, dude. They're both killing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wish... We're not even half as famous. We're not even a quarter... We're not even famous. <laughs> like, not even... We yeah. don't even exist. We're not even a dot. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all good. So, it's all good, though. All good, bro. Okay, well, Zach, you know, I'd be remiss to mention Player Cup 2 just wrapped up. I mean, for you, it probably wrapped up, what, about a week or two ago? But uh, for, like, the people yeah. who, who, who are following the tournament, watching it on the streams, on the videos and such... Um, the uh, the grand like the finals the global grand finals just p- was posted or streamed uh, last night and uh, you know lo and behold who was there in the finals it was our man Zach Lesage Zach listen <laughs> you, if if people are watching this and they don't know you you won the tournament you won the Players Cup too it's it's super uh, surreal yeah man I've said surreal I mean, like in every post like yeah. I'm not lying like it does not feel real like Pokemon canceled everything during the pandemic. Um, right. to keep everyone safe and we're out here and there's official online events and it's the first time that there's really official online events like we've talked about like how Hexer's running events maddie's running events even hyperlux is running events um it's, yeah. pokemon's running official events sometimes um this is that was their second one and it's just been it's been a grind like the tournament 
was for those of you who don't know how to qualify i guess we should go through that first um mm-hmm. they gave every single person who has an active pokemon accounts which you just go to pokemon.com sign up put all your good information in there you got an active pokemon accounts um they beamed 50 tournament keys into your accounts and you had to qualify for your regions now there's four regions north america latin america europe and oceania oceania is only australia new zealand and the top uh, x players and everything north america was top 256 most of them were i think um, yeah i believe so i thought they all were but i, I could be wrong I, australia might or oceania might have been uh, top 128 not entirely sure there but that either way sense. i mean you got like a thousand players who qualified from all over the world yeah. and they each play and then you continuously play in a double elimination brackets until you go down to the top four so for me i was able to go top four in north america's bracket out of the 256 players who qualified out of i'd say an approximate ten thousand in the world ten thousand plus yeah um that participated um, and then that broke down to the 16 global players and in another double elimination bracket. Um, and I was able to win that, which is just kind of, it's, it's insane to me. I had to go 15 and one to get there, which is an insane right. record. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, people, there's variance. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it, it's such a long tournament and there's so many different processes behind it. Um, and so many different players from around the world. Like that's, what's crazy about the players cup. I mean, I think that's kind of what makes it so so much more official, like other than, of course, being run by Pokemon in general. Um, it's like, you know, it's as long and, and as sort of like grindy of, of a tournament process as they possibly can make it, which they have to. Right. If you need yeah. to weed down from that many players. Um, and uh, personally, I, I want to touch this on uh, before we go into your specifics, like in your run and stuff. I wanted to touch sure. on like like for you did you participate in Players Cup one at all. Uh, yeah, 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 I totally did that. Um I, I ended up qualifying for that one th- too as well, like through top 256 in North America. I think I was top 10 um, going yeah. into it. And then I just like fizzled out super early. I went like 1-2 um, eliminated. Right. Just like not yeah. happening. I played Dragapult, got got my butt handed to me. For sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like for Players Cup 1, I think they didn't, do, they didn't do it where like they gave everyone the same amount of tickets for the qualifier tournaments. No. Um, they, they did it based off of just like how many tickets like in general people had. Yeah, so the um, event tickets that you would just normally acquire through the game, um, luckily I had like 600 plus, which right. I was leaps and bounds ahead of someone who, to yourself, example, would be like a newer player to the game. Like for me, I've, I've had my account since 2011, never plan any events just log in, collect the bonus every single day. It's right. kind of just like if they if there was a contest in real life and someone's like, it's like comparing homeless people to like the multimillionaires. Like, right. luckily for me, I was a multimillionaire that day. But I mean, there was a lot of people that I know that are just like, oh, I signed up in a different account or I did this or whatever. Like, the system was unfair for that. When the players cut to largely um, fix that, they made it like different. smash those out of there. Like, the tournament was a little bit more. Um, it was for everyone. Legitimate. It was more for everyone. More players yeah. could participate, which made it... Everyone was on an equal footing, basically. For sure. Yeah, did and you, that's, that's... I forgot to ask yeah. you, did you play Did you play in either one of those either, or...? So, like, I, for Players' Cup 2, I mean, I'm not, uh, like, a super competitive player. I play. I enjoy playing. For me, like, I did... So, like, Players' Cup 1, I didn't have any... T- like, I didn't have the tickets to, like, qualify. I was like... And I was kind of mad about it at the time. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, like, I don't... I just... I don't have like all these tickets like all these other people do to qualify for players cup 2 um i this was at this was a while ago i think when the when the qualifiers actually opened up um and at the time i was super uh, i was super like heavy and, and just bent on playing this uh it was it's like the welder aurora box with all the different v pokemon in <laughs> okay. it 
and I loved that deck. I thought it was awesome. So I played it in all of my regional, in all of my like qualifiers, right? All the qualifier tournaments. Um, ended up getting bodied by like E turn and ADP, like every tournament. Um, I didn't do terribly. Like I think I ended up like just just below like that threshold of like 256 okay. people. Uh, but I didn't end up like qualifying outside of for like the US 256 people. Um, looking back on it, I was like, well, like I probably maybe should have taken it a little bit more serious, but. Um, I thought that deck was really cool, so I wanted to play that deck and really kind of prove. Um, but I'm not that there. great of a player, so yeah. I mean, so. it's one of those things when you're grinding through those qualifiers. I mean, we've had a Players Cup one, we've had a Players Cup two. There's possibly going to be a Players Cup three. I have no I information imagine. on that at all. Like, I'm just yeah. purely guess guesstimating at this point. Yeah. Um, right. Like, it's not like I got anything whatever to go from that. Um, but it's one of those things. Like, if you're ever in a comp, like in a thing to kind of qualify like that, I think it's it's a lot better to go for. Just like playing in short bursts and keeping your mental yeah. energy super high, because um, right. I totally know what it's like to fall in love with a deck. Um, like I even like there was times where I was like, oh, I really like Al Creamy V Max, and I wasted so many tickets on those. <laughs> like legitimately, my run that took me to qualifying for this, I played Al Creamy V Max, and I'm like, cool, I can be Eternatus, but nothing else. Um, right. And I mean, I just got bopped by ADP every single time, and yeah. like that's where a lot of my failure came early. So I mean, just just as a message for anyone, if you're trying to qualify in the future. Um, playing some of the better decks or decks that counter the better decks, certainly a good strategy. Um, yeah, it might be a good idea. Yeah. If you go I on mean, a I losing know... streak, do not continue to play. You are going to be very upset um, and you're going to make mistakes and you're going right. to continuously fall down this rabbit hole that will lead to failure. For sure. I know when I played in all those regional, like all those qualifiers, I keep saying regional, but all those qualifier <laughs> tournaments yeah. um, in the game, like I played 80, it was like ADP, like every, every tournament. And I was like, well, you know, which ADP am I going to run into now? Is it going to be Persian GX? Is it going to be clay? It's going to be hammers. Like, what is it going to be? But it was always ADP. And uh, for me personally, I was like, I don't know why I don't just play like Welder Mewtwo or like something that just actually does well against ADP. Sure. Um, because that, you know, it, it would just be a smart meta call. And I feel like just off of the meta call alone, you'll have a better chance. Um, but next, next one, and I, I'm sure they'll do a next one. I'm sure there'll be a player cup three or something similar, at least. I know they're doing the team challenge stuff now, but I think yeah. eventually they'll, they'll probably do another player's cup. Um, I mean, but at the same time, like hopefully things kind of get back on their feet for like real life events before sure. that, of course, we're all hoping for that. But like, if, you know, if it comes down to it, I think they will do another player's cup three. Um, and I want to take it a bit more seriously, right? I want to really try to try to do well. I'll, 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 I'll definitely help you, my friend. Hell yeah! I mean that'll hey, that's that's the benefit, right, of having of having the friends who who know how to play the game for sure. But uh, I just wanna I want to touch on specifically what the streams that we saw the past few days. I think you were playing Picaram, right? In at least in for the sure, um, yeah, in, yeah, in the in the finals there. So like, let me ask too. So for every like section of the tournament, were you able to change decks? So like for um, the North America like you know section, and then into the globals, like were you able to change the deck that you were playing? So basically qualifiers, like you could play all the, you, as you know, you could choose from, yeah. you have 50 tickets, you could play whatever decks you want through that. I mean, mm -hmm. I played 10 plus decks for that. Um, then right. when I made it to North America, top 256, where it cut to top 16, I had to lock right. in my deck choice there. I went with Senna Scorch VMAX. I thought yep. it was a really good call with Luke Metal and all yeah. that in the darkness of Blaze format. That was like a while ago. Um, it's a good deck still. But yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it. still a good deck, but I mean, it's one of those things like then it was like super hot. And I think um, it was the correct meta call going into that event. Um, I sure. went 7-0 and throughout the qualifiers there. I could not change to the top 16 in North America. Um, well, so I had okay. to continuously go on with the Senna Scorch deck. 
But as soon as I advanced to the global finals, um, basically the way that they did it, Vivid Voltage was released a couple weeks prior. So in order to keep up with the current metagame, um, we were allowed to completely change our decks, and it's a new tournament in general. So um, I went in with uh, Hybrid Picarom, which I mean, it's not really much of a difference than Picarom. It's just like, at the end of the day, it's Picarom. Um, it plays two copies of Mewtwo, um, which are basically searchable big charm. Yeah, Mewtwo it's, can yeah. copy whatever you want. Uh, why, why having a, two attacks on board when you could have six attacks on board? Right. I mean, and for me too, like, and in the final, in the in the grand finals, like when you were, I forget his name, um, of who it was particularly, um, but you were playing against another Picaromb, except his Picaromb deck wasn't running the Mewtwo's, and overall, I think that you you had the advantage uh, because you were you had the two Mewtwo and Mew GXs in your deck. Um, yeah, that's the way that I looked at it, one hundred percent. Brent Tonneson, absolutely amazing player from Australia. Yeah. Super, like shout out to him. Like I could have never sure. asked for a better opponent. I like. If anything, I would have asked for a much worse opponent uh, to make it a little bit easier on myself. Brent is, like, right. absolutely goaded in his own right. Um, the Picarom list, just, like, having a lack of options is always going to be something that stops you. Like, even if they're the wrong options, having more options in general, in general is always better in Pokemon. Um, right. It makes the deck more difficult to pilot. Um, and not to say that, like, me having more options allowed me to play better than Brent or anything like that. But I feel like I always had more options than Brent, which gave me more paths to victory. Right. I mean, and it always comes down to like how well you play. Uh, the deck isn't going to be the reason that you win, right? But it becomes sort of like it's like you know, it's like if 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 you're in like a race, right? You want to pick a car that you, not only is a good car, right? If yeah. you're in like a car race, but you want to pick a car that you're comfortable with, and uh, inevitably it'll come down to the the drivers, like the racers. But the cars are just as important, right? So. Uh, you know, I think when you were choosing your car, your deck, I think you made a really good decision with it. Yeah, we turb um, we turboed that car one hundred percent. Even the horn yeah, was going like beep 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 instead of the normal like honk. One hundred percent. That that deck was that 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 deck was tricked out, and I could only uh, celebrate that success with like my testing group of Danny Altavilla, Gabriel Smart, Ahmed Ali, yep. uh, Caleb Rogerson. I mean, group of if we could All say great super guys. players within the online era of the game and the modern sure. era of the game, uh, I couldn't have asked for anyone better to really help me um, get to that certain list. Uh, we've been playing it online for a few things and modified it a little bit, um, but there's so many cool things in that deck, and um, just check it out. It's on It's on my Twitter, it's on my YouTube, it's on everything. I mean, if there's anything, DM me if you need any more info. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, definitely go check out the, the video. You just made a video about the list uh, on, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on your YouTube, the Lone Blount. Definitely, it's, it's, you know, if I'm a player right now, I'm clicking that video, right? If I'm looking to go into some of these online tournaments like that, I'm clicking that video 100%. Um, and, and you had success. Your opponent in Grand Finals had success with Picarom. Um, no matter what variant you're playing, whether it's even just Mewtwo Lightning, people are calling it now, um, that sort of whole you know, umbrella of archetypes that include Picarom and, and that whole toolkit, I mean, it's dominating the game right now, Zach. Picarom is, um, like, insane right now. Um, like even insane. if you look at like to the players that played in the players cup like in the global finals five adps five picaroms and then or maybe it was six and six like there was literally only like four decks played and m more than half was picarom for sure i want to cover that right now personally i said it to you before the podcast i feel like picarom is the new adp um it's got hammers it's got it's got damage spread it's got like bench attacking it's got great energy acceleration it's it's insane, um, and and not only in the players' cup, Zach. It's won all, a bunch of other online tournaments. For sure. Um, one thing that I want to point out was that it, it won 
the the GG Tour Chill TCG um, Cup. That was what was it about two weeks ago now? Um, mm-hmm. But um, it was won by Mike Fouché and Magnachu uh, busted, also Magnitude. busted player, like also one of those long time yeah. players that just like knows exactly like has a dedicated testing group. Decided that Pikaram was the best deck, played Pikaram to much success. And he was right. And yeah. then correct. And I mean, Pika, like if like it's one of those decks where even if Pika, like Pikaram might not always be the best choice for every event. It's one of those right. things where Pikaram is always an option, kind of like ADP. It's always an option. Like it's like when you're ordering takeout on like Uber Eats or something like that, and you're like, I don't know how I feel about pizza tonight. Pizza's always an option on the table. You might so be like, go- oh, right. it's not this newest Thai spot that sounds kind of hot. Pizza's right. always, like, the default option. If everything else is closed, Domino's is always open. Pizza sure. Rum is it, always open. Exactly. And I think that for a lot of people, that was ADP for the past yeah. six months or so. And now I f- really feel like Pizza Rum is taking that spot. And uh, that tournament, the GG Tour, Chill TCG Cup, that tournament had 400 people in it. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, look what ended up coming in for the win was, was Pizza Rum. And I believe Mike Fouché was running the Mewtwo's in his list. Yeah, I you know? think he, uh, Mike ran one Pika or one Mewtwo, one Big Charm, I think. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it, it functions the same way. His his list might even have more options than mine because of the one of Big Charm. I mean, right. I just wanted something super consistent because um, that the tournament that I just played in was a double elimination bracket. So that should yeah. also be noted. I mean, the the list is, the, the running list is probably 56 cards always. Um, that are correct, and then it's four changing spots, whether you're playing in a best of one, like um, if there's a Hexter tournament, for example, I, I always make this mistake myself. Am I running a deck for best of one or best of three? Um, right. Do I choose certain consistency techs, or do I like tech my deck out with weird things like Tapu Koko V or Vika Volt V, depending on the right. metagame? And it's one of those things where it's almost an art in itself, but I mean, at the end of the day, the bottom line is Pikaram is the deck right now. Um, you wouldn't want to have it any other way. Um, I mean, ADP is cool. I mean, if you're a newer player yeah, to the game, and you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yo, you want to know what? I want to be able to steal some wins against players like myself. Or if you just want to body Maddie because he totally sucks at Pokemon. Yeah, facts. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, you, though. You just like, you play ADP because ADP can win in three turns. I lost one right. time in the entire Players' Cup. The deck was ADP. Like, yeah, if, I have a favorable if, matchup against ADP. Got bodied by ADP. <laughs> if ADP is draw, if they're if they're if they're getting the hands that they need, if they're drawing the cards that that they need, you're, it's it, like you know, it's one of those things where the deck can't be stopped if it's in it and if it's in that position, right? So if if it gets that starting hand for that turn one GX, um, it gets that that hand right for uh, you know, hits a few hammers, whatever it might be, like you're you're completely at a disadvantage. I think ADP's that deck right now where if you do get lucky. And if it if it hits all of the bases right, then you're screwed, right? I think yeah, it's at, at its peak, yeah, at its peak, it's the best deck. Uh, but in terms of sort of overall consistency, I think that peak rum kind of takes the cake with it. Yeah, uh, ADP is like kind of like it's kind of like a randomizer. Like the deck is so good, um, in contention for one of the greatest decks of all time. Similar like peak rum, but yeah. but reasonably, it's one of those things like peak rum does it more often. Peak rum's like it, it it's tried and true more often. Um, right. Pikaram has a lot, much larger win rate than ADP. Um, however, it does have a higher skill gap than ADP. ADP is really like it rewards you from sequencing properly, and every deck will do that. Pikaram really rewards you from finding unique win conditions 
with your prize cards and making there's a lot of math involved like when i was playing in the players cup i'm totally like had like pages on like my desk of just like writing down notes doing math and stuff like whenever i could do anything pikaram is like i was trying to find unique win conditions where adp is like boss boss game yeah exactly it's like let me get the gx attack off let me let me let me gust up the 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 two prizers right the dedenes crobats um, and let me get the win, and, and and that's the win condition for ADP. So like if you if you do that consistently, if you find the best path to do that, then you're good, right? But Pgrom has sort of another level of nuance where uh, not only do you have to find the best path, but you have to figure out like what the best path is, right? To find. Sure. Um, and it has another layer with it for sure. Uh, another thing too, I want to mention like ADP is incredible, right? Uh, but the thing is, it's based around two incredible cards that work together incredibly well, like yes. ADP. And Zacian are two great cards, but when you put them together, like it's like it's like peanut butter and jelly. You know what I mean? Like those two yeah, things are great. Yeah, it's just like it's but known, like, right? It's not it's not unique. Yeah, like those two cards are incredible. With Pikaram, like there's a ton of different things involved in the deck, but like you know, you could you could take out one of one of these cards, but like overall, I think that the deck itself is it's a better. I to me personally, I feel like Pikaram is a better deck, or like ADP. And Zacian is a better, like, combo. Like, that's... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, ADP Zacian is more natural than Pikaram. Whereas Pikaram, like, we could drop a busted lightning Pokemon, as we've seen. Like, Bolton V is really just, like, breathing life into this deck right now. Yes, uh, I, and I agree. And Bolton V is a new card. Like, Bolton V might be the best V Pokemon in all of it. Like, Zacian is insane, and it will probably win more. Bolton V Electrify is, like, literally one of the top like maybe the best attack in the game right now like i can't even think of a better thing that i want to be doing on turn one beyond my opponent disconnecting um just like on ptcgo right like it's it's actually so good um i agree like, dude we could see in the new set come out and we could see a new lightning pokemon colorless pokemon maybe even a psychic pokemon and I it's wish. just it's just pikaram always has options and it's always like it's accepting new positions all the time adp just like I don't even think it's changing anymore. It like added in a Leon and Leon's just like sometimes okay. It's yeah, it's it's decent like if you just happen to have like that one Leon in hand or whatever and then you can you can finish some KOs on some like tag teams or whatever. Uh hit for 290. Um but uh yeah, I mean how many how many Boltons were you playing in your list for players? Play? I only I only play the two um so basically while I was playing at the tournament because like a lot of what you, what everyone saw was pre-recorded. Um so right. I made my deck choice a while ago and i've been playing through this tournament a while ago um, which makes it even more impressive that it, it wasn't because right now we've seen it all winning all these online events so people are like yeah it makes sense big rom's winning but this was something you chose weeks ago i mean yeah i'd say it's a week or two ago it's honestly like my whole life's kind of a blur right now i'm getting like thousands of <laughs> like dms notifications and i'm trying to keep up on it love all the everything yeah. but it's one of those things where like um had I had I changed it, I might have gone in with uh, the biggest thing that I regret. I guess is the best way to kind of segment into this is playing Vikavolt V. Vikavolt V felt like the low like the low hanging fruits. Um, I mm. thought it might have given me a chance against Desi Goons, and it might have improved my Blacephalon matchup. I actually played against Blacephalon. Um, it did nothing at all. It sucks. Like the, yeah. the card's just not valid right now. For me, I feel like. And you mentioned earlier, like, Tapu Koko V. To me, I feel like Tapu Koko V is busted. Obviously, you'd prefer to play things like Bolton. That's a better overall card. Sure. But for me, like, for the pivot alone, I feel like Tapu Koko V is a great card. And hitting for 200 for three is not bad at all. Like, that like knocks out of Bolton. To. Like, that's, like, a big, like, big reason. It knocks out Bolton. And that's a very good reason to play that card. I love Tapu Koko V, man. I think it's a great card. I think any card with free retreat and you can hit 
200 for for three energy, especially in a deck like Pigaron that can accelerate really well. I think it's a good. It moves energies around like you can power it up in like a single like blow from like Easy. being in board no energy. Tapu Koko yep. V, Tapu Koko Prism, attach for turn, energy switch, 200 knockout, and then, like, you're, you're like, now what's next, right? It just gives right. you another, like, element to the deck where I feel like Vickabolt, the 50 damage is just, like, you're hoping your opponent's just getting nothing, and, I mean, we already do enough of that with Tandem Shock, so it's kind of repetitive in the deck. Right, and I think, like, the pivots are important. Like, you're running the quick balls, right, but most things in that deck with Air Balloon uh are gonna have like a free retreat which is important for that deck for sure people are running one or two air balloons and all those decks yeah uh top of coco top of coco v just kind of you know it yeah, makes that, more, like that how, aspect um, more consistent like i say mewtwo is a searchable it's a searchable big charm because it has more hp than pikaram and it has more hp than raichu um, right tapu and coco retreat cost can, of two yeah to, yeah exactly there's so many reasons why mewtwo is just better and like it gives you a chance against like colossal v max like you can turn your deck into a <laughs> right, oh i'm exactly. not i'm no longer weak to fighting type i'm weak to psychic type or oh my opponent's no playing a psychic weak deck i'm just gonna turn myself back into pikaram but exactly. tapu coco v is like a searchable air balloon in that own regard too right like you're searching for a free retreater um and the deck does a bunch of switching so i mean in my current video um the one that i just uploaded like my list is updated from there and has tapu coco v in it so i mean yeah. Um, I, I think Tapu Koko V is valid. Bren played in the finals too. I think Tapu Koko V, like, obviously it's been played before. It's just with Bolton becoming more of a threat, it's more valid. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. Like the 200 is kind of a sweet spot, um, for a lot of V Pokemon in particular. Uh, of course, I mean, Bolton is just insane. Like being able to start your game, um, and be like with the perfect start Pokemon while also being like the perfect late game kind of sweeper Pokemon, like both aspects of Bolton, it just does, does it perfectly. You know what I mean? It's a great card. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was a hell of a run in player's cup. Like I remember, I know watching it, like I was just super hyped because like if honestly, Zach, like if you weren't playing in it, I would have watched it probably, but I wouldn't have been like as invested. I mean, um, I'm not going to lie. Same. Like it's weird because like <laughs> I, I, I literally could not tell anyone about it. Um, right. I, I, like I could not tell anyone about it. That's as far as I can go. Um, literally as far as I can go, but it's one of those things where, um, no one knew, like none of my friends knew, like I had like my day ones messaging me and they're like, I didn't know man. You, like you made it this far bro. And I'm like, yeah, man, like, we'll see how the stream goes this weekend. <laughs> and it, it's just, like, so hard because I just want to scream it, like, uh, yeah, as soon yeah. as I knew, like, last week. Like, it's so weird. Like, I wish I could put up my Twitter post last week and all that stuff. Um, right. it, it's just, like, weird to project it. Like, a, I don't know. It's weird. That's that's another thing, too, with, like, Players Cup, right? Specifically, like, what other event are you going to play in it and people aren't going to know about it for another week? You know what I mean? Yeah. No online, online. online Pokemon's weird sometimes like that. And, yeah. I mean, it's just... I mean, I, I'd say, like, one thing, if I could say, um, beyond us not having a spectator mode, which I think mm -hmm. we easily would would be amazing in so many aspects, um, recording the games and stuff, getting the full aspect, being able to see everyone's hand in HD is so much better than in real life Pokemon. Like, don't get me wrong, it's it's hyped to watch Torch shuffle on stream. It's hyped to, like, see, like, 100%. like looking into the player's face with the camera and stuff. Like, that stuff's, yeah. like... It's that's a different that's dynamic. Than, yeah, exactly. But here, like, seeing what's in my hand completely seeing what was in like all of my opponent's hands as well i just right. thought it was super cool and um it was it was more enjoyable for me to watch as a player because i could follow along with the game and see exactly like what went wrong and pinpoint and grow from a player like that right i agree yeah exactly as a player like you can kind of you can kind of project yourself into the into like you know the, the people on stream their mindsets right 
um, and like you can see your opponent's deck both 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 hands and stuff, but like you know obviously the player can't, right? So you're kind of putting yourself in a position to be like, oh, you know what would they be thinking right now? Um, and it's it was a really good experience for stream. Like I enjoyed it a lot. Like I thought they did a really good job with the stream. Um, of course, you know people commentating, um, Omnipoke and and uh, PTCG Radio, uh, the Wazi. Like they did a great job. Like it was sure. it was really was done I really mean, well. Also, while we're there too, like Jeremy Jallen and sure. trainer chip like also chip, like yep. two players who are very good at this game um both commentating i mean i like from coming from a player's perspective where you see like um i'd say the other ones are more content creator focused um similar to yourself um, i mean i mean yeah, yeah also they're yeah. no they're not new to the game at all they, they have their own accomplishments but trainer right. chip and those um, players jeremy jallen both know exactly what they're doing in game very experienced players and i, I mean i like the dynamic duo of having content creation living breathing pokemon with player content creation living breathing pokemon kind of mixes there i think pokemon did a great job okay. choosing their casters for sure yeah i agree completely maybe they'll, they'll listen man we do this podcast enough maybe they'll bring us on <laughs> yeah i don't Who think knows? they're bringing me on i don't think no. they're gonna bring me on <laughs> we'll, see, man. we'll see we'll see how it goes but we can uh, only cross our fingers man it's, it's totally the dream to make it up big on there on the official stream right like we're just out here chilling at our chilling at our homes uh, at our home games. studios those guys those guys are making the big bucks getting the big pokemon checks we're, we're here talking being like how, how are we gonna pay for this month of buzzsprout like <laughs> literally like had a conversation being like yo dude like who's paying uh do you guys can yeah. your can your card take the 12 dollars? i'm not sure man i'm not sure <laughs> uh, so i mean that's how real it is for us right now and i mean they're just on a different spiritual level than yeah. us we just we got it's episode one man there's gonna stuff's gonna go down <laughs> yeah it'll go down i mean again if you're watching this big big shout out to you you know what i mean if you enjoy it let us know uh but uh zach speaking of online tournaments we had a couple actual really cool like independent Ooh. online tournaments um this past week can you start yeah, no. yeah yeah um okay cool uh yeah so we had uh we had of course the hyperlux uh, online regional style event uh thousand dollar prize pool super super cool um, of course, I think Hexters, right? Hexter was, was yep. uh, the TO uh, assigned to that specific tournament. Definitely one of the cooler tournaments that uh, that we've had in recent history. That was uh, you want to talk crazy. about? Yeah, so let's talk about the meta a little bit for that. So again, uh, you know, was it was it was it dominated again by ADP? Was that sort of the, the meta share primarily? Or? I mean, uh, so looking looking here on Limitless, which also like I mean, I could give a shout out to every single person, but like Limitless again, like the play .limitless tcg.com website great platform insane like just being able to look at this data as a player is I, I was able to look at so many of these events going to the players cup and just like looking at this data allowed me to like progress my list to the level that allowed me to win a tournament i'm not trying to say like limitless allowed me to win the players cup but it definitely was like one of my like yeah. biggest aids going into there and um i really appreciate it so i mean jumping back into it because i mean i could ramble on forever <laughs> Um, Limitless is great. Yeah, for, yeah that's that's legit. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. Robin is a god, and all the other he people is. involved with it are just like god godly. They're like the angels. Like, I just Limitless is just like, dude. He feels uh, like an angel. Like when I break when I break my tournament on Limitless because I suck at, at using <laughs> the platform, and then he swoops in and just and just goes in and fixes also, it all. World like, champion. Like we like we literally like view Limitless as just like such like a crutch in the pokemon community and it's just so necessary and they've made our lives amazing robin's like incredibly gifted at this game at a level that even likely surpasses mine like robin is insane um he needs at, more credit pokemon. yeah um, i agree yeah um anyways 
<laughs> ADP um, dominating the boards, 22 of them. Pikaram coming in second, uh, like with 17 decks. And then there's 12 uh, Luke Metal. Luke Metal kind of was on the rise for this event. And then Blacephalon rounds off our top four decks. Those were really like the bulk of the tournament. Everything kind of trails down after that. Um, so, I mean, ADP is one of those things where it's it's usually the number one played deck. A lot of the tournaments nowadays, we might see um, Pikaram, especially after my win, kind we'll, of... We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think Pikaram's going to pop up a little bit more. But Luke Metal, I think... The metagame's kind of like a triangle if, if you're new to Pokemon or anything like that, or if you're trying to figure out, like, how's it going. As soon as one deck does well here, another deck has to try to overcome it that's coming from here. And it's just like mm -hmm. a gigantic, like, it's it's like a food cycle, like a, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you're I saying. I don't know if food cycle's the right word. I, I, well, I mean, it's a cycle. It's, yeah, it's, it's a cycle. cycle. It's a circle. It's a triangle. It's a, it's a something. It's, a, it's a, it exists. It's a, it's a, right. It's a, some sort of polygon. But, uh, anyway, yeah, for sure. I mean, that tournament was sweet. You had about 200 players in it. Uh, nice prize pool. Um. And uh, who was who ended up winning it? Was it uh... so we got Kevin Kruger with uh, of all decks sure. Desigoons. Desigoons. I know you and I both man. cover content. Uh, so if anyone's like budget conscious, uh, Desigoons literally just won a thousand dollar tournaments. Yeah, um, it won it. It won about one, uh, like my. I think it won. It won Chill Series eleven, right? Uh, that was straight decision. I won Chill Series eleven last week. Hundred and seventy uh, players. Kakwim, right? Kakwim, man, just straight Desi. Like one, just like nobody prepped for it. It's one of those things where like. You know, if your opponent yeah. isn't prepared, you're going to body him, and that's just what happens. Like, so. Pikaram currently has zero outs to beating that deck. Pikaram, yeah. like, we literally just talked how Pikaram's goaded. Pikaram cannot beat Decidueye. Pikaram, Pikaram, I mean, I, I'd say it could beat Obstagoon, because you could get away from Obstruct. Yeah. You can't beat Decidueye. Decidueye is just like, hey, we exist. There's no good lightning counter, really. Unless you, like, absolutely destroy... Like, I'll put it like this. You could ruin your Pikaram deck to beat Decidueye. But with the limited amount of Decidueyes that were played at this tournament, it's not yeah. worth it. Like, I don't even one, know how many Decidueyes were even played at this tournament. That's a good metric, like a I guess. Two? Two, yeah, and, and there it is. Just and then there, there was... Was there a Decidueye Goons? No, just two as far... Or three. There was three. Two Decidueyes, okay. one Decidueye Obstagoon. And, uh... And I got the I win. Mean, the Decidueyes did significantly better winning. It had a 90% win rates. Busted. <laughs> That just goes to show that people aren't respecting the archetype. They're not respecting that ability, that that immunity that 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 Decidueye has, and uh, it's one of those things, right? Where like you can you can play Pikaram, right, and, and just hope that you don't run into De Desigoons in bracket, um, yeah. and, and 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 you might win, right? But you can also play something like Decidueye, and if you do get lucky, and and none of your opponents in, in cut and top cut are are prepping for you, then it's like it's just yeah. like an easy dub, you know. And I think it's important to have something like that in the meta where, where people have to prepare for it it's it's one of those things sure. that you 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 have to like acknowledge or else like it's a completely you know complete loss for you sure. um i think it's it's a kind of a cool like something to just throw in there um yeah it's, it's but, exciting uh, it's like rock paper scissors this one's scissors and if your deck is always uh if your deck's always paper you're getting cuts and i mean right. in in the case of pikaram you're not you're not going to find any way to turn your paper into a rock um, I, sure. I mean, I wouldn't put any effort into that. Um, you have a better chance of just, like, donking them and winning on the first turn very early on in the game with them having a poor start. Um, if you're playing ADP nowadays, um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm terrified. I would run the Aegislash V. I would run 100%. some kind of tech against it 100%. every single time um, because you're going to get caught. Like, 
in these online tournaments they're pretty cutthroat i don't like i know you just uh had the gg tour event mm. um this past sunday and that that tournament's also busted we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah um yeah you had to go six and two as soon as you go anything that's not six and two you're out of there get out of there drop you're not getting any prize Later. you're not doing no, nothing same thing with this event like x11 i i don't even know what the final top cut ended up looking like um standings so we had um two x11s he bubbled so like you could not even lose twice so if you lose to decidui so kevin amazing player if he beat you with decidui once right you could not lose again otherwise you're out of the tournament that is so weighted in these online tournaments so just it's like one of those things like don't waste your entire day for not playing one card out of your 60 that just beats an entire matchup Right, especially since like it's all best of one, right in Swiss right now for these online events, right? So it's it's even more kind of like a, a thing where well, this one was this one was best of three. Oh right, because um, it was a regional style because it was a regional style event. But I mean, regardless, most most online events like to you're, they're best of one. So, right. I mean, your point right. still stands. Well, I like the I mean, I like the best of three, right? It's just tough. Like for all these weeklies, like it's tough to do like uh, you know a, a, a super big legit like longer style event with best of three, right? It's just not a viable yeah. thing for like people running tournaments twice a week so i understand when you you run your you run your chills on like what six o'clock on a wednesday right six on a wednesday bro like and like so if if we were to have like what you got like 100 150 to 200 players for every single chill tournament uh because maddie's goaded at running events and uh so that's like what seven eight rounds top 16 yeah it's about yeah eight rounds top 16 so if you were to like run best of one or best of three let's like just doing some basic math Swiss would end at one o'clock in the morning, and, uh, and then you'd have what, another then you'd three, have four another hours four of... four hours of top cut. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there's some people that would actually benefit from this in different time zones. That they're yeah, like, right. "Yo, this is busted. This is amazing." I, I feel like Maddie would feel like he's experiencing some of the darker days. Like I, I definitely like, I definitely like hit You're up right. the clubs and I, 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 woke up at like some random couch and I'm like, "Whoa, that'd be the same time we'd be finishing the tournaments at five o'clock." But I'm trying to head to the McDonald's, get that McGriddle right. in the morning. Like, it's not <laughs> happening. Like, even right now at best of one, the tournaments are ending at like one o'clock, two one o'clock in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. Like. And, like, organizers do this stuff for free for the most part. Like, it's literally out of the goodness, out of their own heart for the community. So, I mean, best of one on a weekday, 100%. I wish it, it was, like, sense. best of half. At the same best time. Best of half would be busted. Yeah, and at the same time, like, if, if, if the prize pool is 1000 bucks and you do have all Sunday or all Saturday to run it, I highly suggest that you do do best of three. Because, yeah. overall, it's a better format to figure out who the best players are. Uh, make it more fair for the players. Make it more legit as a tournament structure. So, sure. um, again, as as it's tough to do that twice a week, um, if you're doing it, if it's a special event like this Hyperlux one was, then you know you for sure want to do best of three. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I definitely follow sort of the more traditional tournament structure, right, of a of a Pokemon tournament, like a regional or a or a you know an ICC or whatever it might be. Um, but uh, to your point, so Desigun's got that win, uh, meta dominated by ADP, at least for this Hyperlux event, right? If we take a look, uh, you know, we'll just segue right into the um, the the smaller kind of the after party tournament that I would like to. I don't think I'd it was like an after party it. tournament. You guys got a lot of players for that one, like shh. we did, we did, like, but it, it was one hundred percent was a big tournament. Like we can we can all be like you guys got double the amount of players that we got. We had one hundred and three. Um, you guys had one ninety six. I mean, to be like it goes from paid to non paid, but I mean at the end of the day, like. 196 players that's that's a hell of a ride like that's a lot of players we had one fourth the prize pool though so however you want to look at it anyway though on sunday we ran the, the gg tour chill tcg showdown 
And uh, this tournament actually looked a bit different, uh, for sure, in terms of the meta and the results. So I wanted to just go ahead and cover it. Um, and, and what Zach said about the meta with the Hyperlux event, you know, mainly um, the most played deck, of course, was ADP. And that's super common for all these online events. Um, it's just, in general, one of the most played um, most played decks. Zach, the, the last two chill TCG tournaments, the most played deck has been Pikaram, and by a pretty wide margin, actually. Uh, for the, the GG Tour this past Sunday, we had 34 Pikaram at 17% uh, meta share, and that's we had 27. So <laughs> yeah, and we had we had 27 <laughs> ADP for 13% meta share. So, actually quite a bit of a difference there. I mean, um, and then the next up was Senescorch at 21. Luke Metal at 20 actually took a bit of a rise. Okay. And then 15, 15 Blounts, 15 Eternatus V Max. Now, can wow. you guess Eight? after that big sort of the big six, right? The six most played decks. Can you guess the the next one that was on the list? I, I literally felt like I, I almost leaked there big time. I, I almost caught uh, that out. I'm glad that like I I'm just like what the heck? <laughs> like what? Yeah. Can you see uh, that? So it was Flygon. I, 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 yeah, Flygon. Flygon GX. Uh, and uh, this is another thing <clears throat> to mention too. So um, you know, with all the content creators out there, all the streamers and stuff. Um, you know, the, these guys will, will post creative decks, decks that are kind of newer, decks that are that are cool to play, right? They're fun, uh, but they're not exactly meta decks, right? Yeah. You know, they're not super impressive decks. But when somebody makes a video on it or it becomes sort of like a new meme in the community, uh, you see that that uh, a lot more people are playing it in these online events. We had eight people play Flygon in our tournament. You got the you got the Azul rats as they call them. You got the Mahomies got the, the that are Mahomes. basically like yeah they're watching the videos. They're the homies of Mahone. So they're the Mahomies, and they, like you up. see the you see the you see your favorite content creator, and you're like I trust and believe in you like a cult in the nicest of way. Right. I mean I, I would hope that people do the same thing for me. I'm sure Maddie, you're the same way. Like people are like if I post a deck yeah, list, yeah. I want everyone to run this one for sure. Um, some of those videos are definitely for um, more casual or entertainment purposes. I mean I don't think Flygon's like terrible. Um, it had a 40% win rate, which, mm. I mean, it doesn't sound terrible until you terrible. realize that that's less than, like, if it's 10 rounds, that's four to that's, six. You won four, you went four you went three, and you, you went six. like three to six. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, know. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rough, but I mean, at the end of the day, that's cool to see a deck like that pop up. Um, for sure. It should also uh, be notable that if you're ever like playing in one of these tournaments, once mm -hmm. you kind of exit out of the top five ish decks, depending on the formats, um, our format's a little locked in here. Um, you're probably going to start playing decks that are subpar. Um, and that's sure. like, especially like, again, like, I know, like, I always try to look at it from a competitive player perspective, but I also want to be able, like, to help some of the players who are looking to grow along the way. And it's yeah. just like, I think players who are looking to grow, they should just be like, yo, we, sh we, we should be playing decks in the top five. Like, that's I, a good I mean, rule of thumb. I agree. And things like Decidueye Goons weren't in the top five. Again, that could be still a viable option. Sure. For sure. I don't think everyone, like, I don't think it should be. 35 people playing desi goons i don't think no. that that's healthy but you know if you have five to ten people playing in this 200 player tournament i think that's okay i think that's a good 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 sort of factor there 10 people playing flygon i don't know about that uh but if you had fun playing it then that's all that matters right um, yeah exactly after not the tournaments yeah. not all of them have to be super competitive either right like as long as you're having yeah. fun playing pokemon and you're enjoying yourself welcome sure. to our community that's what's up man that's what chill tcg is all about you know i mean it's different like if we have you know, thousands of dollars on the prize, on the you know, in, in the prizing on the line, then I understand, right? But for just some of these weekly events that are just free, you know, there's nothing on the line, then just play whatever you want, man. That's that's what it's all about, for, for sure. sure. Uh, but Zach, after Flygon, we had Desi Goons at seven, um, Colossal, six people playing Colossal, um, and then you know, the sort of the Mewtwo variants really dipped off this tournament. We had uh, we all we had five Welder Mewtwo's, uh, we had uh, three Psychic Mewtwo's, two 
uh, Mewtwo water and water with Frostmoth. And then we only had two Mewtwo lightning. Is really weird. Like, very that very deck, big. That fallout. deck went from being like Tord played it, uh, mm. Pedro played it, and then it went like high up, and then just like crash and burned as it, everyone found that Pikaram is literally just like the more better, consistent, better version. Like sometimes like new decks will catch people off by surprise, and it's one of those things right. where like. We've all discovered Lightning Mewtwo. The options are not worth it. Crushing Hammers are busted. It's no, like, wait, if, you, if you play Pikaron without without Crushing Hammers, I feel like your chances of winning some matches are just rough. Because the whole goal about Pikaron nowadays is just, do you have more energies in play than your opponent? Yes exactly. or no. Um, so, I mean, that, I think that's kind of where it's come from. Like, as, as decks become more toxic and oppressive, which I think Pikaron and Zation ADP have got to that point, where they're just mm. so dominant in the formats um sure they're, 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 gonna, the same they're gonna kill people off on the food chain and mewtwo's dying <laughs> it, i mean adp's the same way dude like if you're playing an adp mirror and one of them's got hammers and one of them doesn't like what, which one do you think is gonna win realistically yeah, you know what i mean exactly it's gonna be the one who, who hammered two water energies off and now the other guy can't can't alter creation like that's it's like bringing a know. knife to a water gun fight <laughs> crushing hammer is literally like okay <laughs> we're good yeah Right. I mean, again, you might flip all tails, right? That's fine. But like, if you flip two heads, which you will most yeah. of the time, at least, it's you just you're at such an advantage, and that's a whole other topic. Maybe maybe we'll just go in it on hammers next week on the podcast. We'll just yeah. We'll let just us talk know what you want to hear next week, guys, in the comment. For sure. Uh, one thing though that I do want to mention before we just sort of get into the results um, of this tournament: only one ore beetle, Zach. Uh, okay. Absolutely criminal. Um, rip, rip the ore beetle. Everyone, uh, everyone, literally stop. pour out some of your drink. Listen, man. <laughs> ore beetle V Max. That's my homie right there. I mean, okay. if if you're into if you're into uh, saucers in the sky and UFOs and bugs, um, giant I mean, ladybugs. Yeah, exactly. You're into. I mean, or Beetle V Max is one of the coolest looking Pokemon. Like, I would like rock. Like, this is an off white shirt that I literally bought for a couple hundred bucks. It's kind of busted. <laughs> if it was a gigantic Or Beetle, I'd love that shirt so much more right now. Or Beetle V Max. Or Beetle V Max is an amazing Dude, sure. Pokemon. I don't even Such like the Pokemon cool lore. Or Beetle V Max, insano. Love for it. sure i like i think the card is a super cool design too i'm not gonna go super into orbital uh, but i want people to know that that card <laughs> is sweet i think it's a good card it doesn't have a great toolkit right now um it just doesn't have a lot to to work with with the fire weakness again it's tough um and then like horse with all these metal cards resisting grass it's in a tough spot in the meadow but overall i think it's a fantastic deck uh, absolutely phenomenal I, deck like my quick thoughts on orbital are like i think orbital looks really cool orbital was definitely like one of those cards that i was peeping at as soon as the, like i thought it was going to be like a lot better until i realized yeah. that like my brain has not evolved to the format of what we're in and when you have pokemon like um if you when pokemon have like 200 plus hp orbital just takes forever like even if you have three orbitals in play um, doing 10 damage to all of your opponent's Pokemon every single turn of the game, and you're able to do the Bird Keeper, Switch, all that good stuff, um, you're never knocking anything out important. You'll knock out Bolton after seven turns, and your opponent would have won four turns ago. Um, so, I mean, Orbeetle's one of those things, it's, it's, it's slightly behind the times. Super yeah. cool design in general, though. Might be okay and expanded at some points. For sure. I, the big thing with Orbeetle, and I, I agree, I think right now it, it does decently well as a, as a two-hit KO attacker, uh, which okay. I think the the format's gonna like kind of you know more more sort of turn into eventually. The big thing that again ha that it it struggles with is hammers. And if you, and if you can't deal with hammers right now, you're not. Yeah, yeah, like yikes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway, though, I love Orbeetle. Only one person playing Orbeetle. He did go four and four. So I mean, that's that's about a good record for Orbeetle. No uh, no hate on that. Facts. All right. 
Anyway, let's look at see who won here. So I believe our winner was, uh, his name is uh, Vicente Canale Loyola, um, a.k.a. Mohawk. Um, and he was running Luke Metal. So in finals, actually, it was him against Luther, um, and uh, it was ADP versus Luke Metal. Kind of a throwback, a battle okay. of the Zacians. Um, definitely interesting to see. It was funny because when we were live streaming this on stream, we had Pedro Torres. We had LDF uh, casting live on stream. It was super cool. Um, but the 100 people or so watching were all like, get this ADP out of here. Um, of course, they're both running hammers, right? So realistically, it just came out to like coin flips, which is always kind of hype to watch. Um, but at the same time, it's a bit depressing. Well, the um, matchup's kind of like every, like if ADP's Aldred Creation GX um, is plus 30, Lucario Melmetal is the opposite reaction the other direction of right. the minus 30, right? And they kind of cancel themselves off. Like, obviously, I'd rather um, draw an extra prize card than discarding all of your opponent's energies. The only thing is, like, ADP, like, is a very, like, it's a tightrope kind of deck. So if you run out of enough energies, you're doing nothing for the rest of the game. Nothing. And then you can't knock out any of those a those Asians. And they have more ways to minus damage than you have more ways to do more damage in most cases. So mm. that's usually where it leads to a favorable matchup for Luke Metal. Right, and that's what I noticed. Like, So like when I was watching the games, it really seemed like Luke Metal had kind of you know a good hold on ADP. For a few things that I noticed was like if... You know, if Luther was was getting that altered creation off, or even if he attacked with ADP, set up those three energies on Zacian, uh, you know, what I saw a lot was next next turn, like like uh, you know, Mohawk, he he would put in Luke Metal, and then he would GX attack, get rid of five to six energies that were on, you know, on the board or whatever, or at least on the active Pokemon, and then. You know, one other big thing that I noticed that was really key, and, th and that, like, you know, getting the GX attack, getting rid of energies on top of the Crushing Hammer Zack, that was just a lot for ADP to handle. Um, but another thing was that, you know, Luke Metal's Zacian, right, which was an important attacker's, was always one hit KOing the ADP Zacians. It hit for, hits for 230, yeah. Zacians got 220 HP. But after the Luke Metal, like, the ADP Zacians weren't able to KO the Luke Metal Zacians because not yeah, only did they have Metal Goggles... Yeah, just kind of tied back into your favor with the damage reduction, damage right. kind of like whatever. So, I mean, that's usually where the matchup plays out. I mean, it can go either way because ADP, like I said, it's kind of like can pop off and it, right. it wouldn't have been that surprising to see ADP win. Um, like, ADP's bad matchups are literally like okay adp can still always win like that's one thing that's inviting about the deck but i mean luke metal does hold a pretty good matchup and that's what keeps kind of adp in check to some degree it's just like mm -hmm. most decks in the format have evolved to hate adp down and adp still exists that proves how strong adp is but it's one of those things where most decks are just there to hate on adp for sure uh but to that same effect we did have uh two pgroms or in uh in top eight um, we had well, a couple of Scorch. So Scorch actually had a pretty big outing, uh, three of them in top eight. So it was, it was a pretty good tournament. Um, yeah. overall the meta was kind of cool. We had like a Rillaboom Rowag at number six in the tournament, right? Which is always cool to see. Um, no Desigoons, no control or anything like that made it too far. Um, you know, which I guess makes the finals a little bit more interesting, but, uh, yeah, man, that was, those were the kind of the two big tournaments for this past week. So, uh, definitely a pretty good, pretty good week for, for Pokemon, I would say between the high, you know, the Hyperlux and the GG Tour tournaments. Um, you know, it was definitely a really good weekend for sure. Um, yeah, you usually don't get two major events per weekend, and luckily, um, right. both both parties could coordinate to make sure that the events weren't overlapping or anything. Because yeah. that's a whole other thing. Like, there's seems like there's like five events per day nowadays. Oh, um, I know. And like new organizers pop up every like I'm literally watching events that have popped up since overnights. Um, like Funny Bunny and the Dice Town, and 
the Il Covo de Weavile, like things that I've just never heard of. Like, and no disrespect to those organizers. Shout I mean, out to Funny Bunny, dude. Every, everyone, everyone could have a slice of the yeah. Pokemon organizer pie, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, I honestly don't see where the growth comes when we start like cannibalizing each other's events. When we're all doing the same, send two packs to X, the right. same prize pool. Come up with something unique. I'd like to play, like, for me, I'm the type of person, if someone's like, Zach, drop $500 on the table, you're playing in a $100,000 Pokemon tournament. I'm about that. Someone run that. That would um, be nuts. That would so be I, absolutely if someone's nuts. Like, drop, if someone's like, drop 10 packs into the pool, at least make it some number other than two. Other than make one it or bit, two. Yeah. Like, make it something that's, like, kind of cool. That's just, like, you're like, oh, cool, I'm playing because I want to win some packs tonight. Or, oh, cool, I'm playing because... There's this really cool, unique prize. So, I know that, like, Hexter was probably the first one to kind of adopt that. I mean, yeah, Maddie exactly. himself is kind of, uh, it's follow, kind of uh, it's a... It's a copycat to some degree, like, in the nicest yeah. way. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, no, 100%. I think every single other event is kind of a copycat that's not a cash event. I mean, you got the Full Grips games, which I think has an awesome prize structure, which, I mean, you paid it five bucks, all goes back into the prize pool of store credit. Okay. I'm about that. But, I mean... Some of these new tournaments might need to change it up a little bit. Um, mm. I mean, unless, of course, there's nothing on that day. There, we need some heavy hitters and some consistent tournaments. We've, I know in the online community, we've seen some event organizers that are a little uh, shady or event organizers that make some poor rulings and stuff flaky. like that. I'm not here to name names, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I listen. Um, everyone knows but it's it. one of those things, like, obviously everyone can make mistakes. Everyone can grow from mistakes. You're literally talking to Zach Lesage. Like, if you're literally here, <laughs> every. I got a long laundry list of mistakes, and I'm not here to share any of that today. We're, we're in a happy place. Sure. Check my Twitter. I talked about that a little bit recently, but I mean, it's one of those things like you can grow and rise above your mistakes. Um, that being said, I just want bigger organizers to really take on a role. Like Hexter and Chill TCG have been great places to play Pokemon that are consistently sure. run. I mean, I think, and that's what we have, so... I don't know. I don't. Do we got anything going on this week that's like huge? I mean, I think our biggest tournaments happen like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, yeah, it's it's. I don't think we have anything huge. At least for not the weekend, right? The weekend is typically like when these big sort of cash events yeah. pop up. Um, next week, I mean, we just kind of have a standard week. Nothing too crazy. We of course we got Hexter Monday. Uh, chill TCG. Chill I mean, there's on a three thousand dollar cash GG tour coming up. I mean, exactly. I'm we'll talk hyped about hyped AF to play in that one. Like, we'll talk about as it. a competitive player, I am hyped on like I seeing that I'm like three thousand dollars licking my lips. I'm already looking at the new. Uh, I'm looking at the Gucci backpacks that I could buy if I actually <laughs> were able to win these ones. Because like Get that Gucci as much as there, the bro. players cup, as much as the players cup is cool. Um, I can't buy a Gucci backpack with a trip to an international championships. Yeah, what's up it's, with that? <laughs> I think they should just offer Gucci, like in general. Yeah, I, if there was like if someone speaking about unique things, if people wanted to like do tournaments for like Yeezys or like do a tournament <laughs> for like an off white hat, I'm in it. Yeah, I get Kanye I, to sponsor. I, Kanye will sponsor. I guarantee it. I I mean he he's already trying to run for the president, but he could run for the best organizer on Limitless. Hey, I'm, I'm sure he'd be down with it, bro. If you pitched it to him correctly, you know what I mean. I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, so it looks like a pretty standard week, of course. Hexter is Monday, Friday. Uh, Chill TCG on Wednesday. A couple smaller tournaments um, on Tuesday and oh, Thursday. Oh, you wonder what you I'd also want to give a shout-out. Um, like, not to cut you off there. Shout-out to no, uh, Daniel, Daniel Davila starting to rue his stone series. Yes, I saw um, that. That's going to be on Thursdays. I mean, Daniel Big Davila, um, we, we've talked about some of the bigger-name players in the game. Daniel Davila, before the pandemic, number one player global. Um, mm. Absolutely stellar player. Um, one of my teammates here. Um, so it's one of those things where, like, not not because it's a bias or anything. Danny's yeah, just, yeah. like, absolutely one of the best player. players in the world. Um, sure. Going into his real first, like, foray into running tournaments. 
Um, so, I mean, I, I, if I wasn't busy on Thursdays, like, Thursdays are a terrible day for me. So, I don't think I'll be able to participate in too many of those, at least until the holidays. But it's mm. one of those things where um, I, I, I highly suggest everyone who's listening here to go sign up for that event. Um, give some support on a Thursday. There's not really sure. any um, big events going on on a Thursday None. or anything like that. So, I mean, I think doing playing in the Stone series, just under the big name, sounds so good. For sure, dude. I mean... Again, like it's always nice to have one of those nice, well-run, consistent weekly tournaments at any given day. Of course, we have yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday really settled, but the Tuesday, Thursday slots are kind of wide open um, and, and kind of spread throughout, right? So I definitely suggest it, right? Anybody who plays yeah. Wednesday in the Chill Series the next day, definitely go play in the Stone on, on Thursday. Um, or even yeah, if Danny's you're like, tournament. you want to know what, like sometimes like you're like, oh my God, am I like, even like Maddie and I were going to record the other day and Maddie's like, you want to know what, I've literally been running tournaments all day. I'm going to go hang out with my wife. That's totally yeah. cool. That stuff actually happened. But it's one of those things like, if you have something going on on Wednesday, participate on play a Thursday. Thursday. Right. Right. Exactly. Or if you're like, you want to know what, I'm sorry, I, I had to pick up my car from the body mechanic shop on a Thursday, play on the Wednesday, like play in the big events, support the organizers. Whatever like, day that you can. It, it, whatever day of the week that you can. Because at the end of the day, I'd say um, Hegster is friends with Chill TCG, and Chill TCG is friend with, friends with uh, Dax PTCG. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all, we all play nice with each other. All um, homies. And we just want to see each other succeed. Um, that's not right. to say we don't want to see like uh, the other tournaments succeed. Like, I mean, there's a lot of really cool events, like Crollo's events and stuff like that. I um, wanted to, to shout out one person's too, just not to cut you off either, but like you were talking about sort of like doing something new. Tableon has yeah. that Sword and Shield on, um, you know, special format tournament that he started up, which people might have their issues with like that. You know, I'm not saying sure. that Sword and Shield I, on I, I is mean, a better I, format. I, I've heard definitely some, there's some issues with that event. Hopefully <laughs> they're able to move on from those. Um, but it's, it's a cool idea. And, and if you're interested you know why not yeah you want to what uh, if you want to peek into the future of what pokemon's going to look like in a hopefully right. post-pandemic worlds um tablemon's kind of doing it right now right we don't even know if there's going to be bans we don't know what cards are going to dictate the right. format um right uh kind of uh spoiler alert uh zation v is a good card um <laughs> but uh right. I don't you know what, what at the end of the day like but... no i agree with you i mean that's totally cool i like these expanded tournaments i know that um Sometimes they get a little too creative for me. I see uh, Vishun or Vixion or whatever. They, they yeah. run these like 30-0-30s or you can only play... For me, those formats are like way out of my head. I can't even think yeah. about that stuff. That's, um, you know, but that, people are, you know... They're so it's thing. one of those things you want to... There's always there's, there's got to be something there for um, what players can play in. So just look yeah. at the Limitless page. See what fits into your needs, what fits into your time zone. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on, so... 100%, man. Uh... Uh, I don't know how long we've been running here, Zach. We were probably yeah, a little like bit over schedule. Been running, yeah, we're probably way above schedule, and we could probably ramble on for a little bit if we don't stop at some point. But I'd say I, I, I'd say we're kind of in a good spot now. What What do you think? Yeah, no, we covered pretty much pretty much everything that we wanted to. You know, everything. It's a little bit tough. There's a lot that happened this week. So first podcast, you know, it's good to sort of get um, get everything wrapped up, get the introductions in order, which are important. Uh, not something that we'll be doing every week, but you know, of course, good yeah. to do it on the first podcast. Um, but yeah, we can definitely wrap it up, guys. So Zach, of course, you know, thanks for coming, man. Uh, congrats on your Players Cup two win. Thank you uh, so super much. Super clutch, super super clutch. Uh, big shout out to Zach and, and everybody else who played in the Players Cup. Um, one thing I do want to mention, so you know, this podcast, the video podcast, will be available on YouTube, while the audio podcast will be available on a wide variety of platforms. Um, that is to be determined, but we'll spread it across as many different platforms as we can. Yeah, let um, us know so exactly which platforms. If there's one that we don't have on there, we'll look into our best. Like, 
I think the big ones are like Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. Like we see the big names. If you're Mm -hmm. like, yo, I only listen to this like small podcast and I literally want to listen to your podcast. I don't know how it all works. I'm not like one of those things. Let us us know, know. please. Yeah, for sure. And whether you're in the comment section below um, or you're writing a review on one of these other websites, definitely let us know. We're new, uh, new to podcasting in general, right? This is our first one. Neither of us have really done podcasts uh, prior in the past. So uh, if you guys, you know, have any questions, um, you know, definitely leave it down below. Any suggestions, leave them down below, no matter what platform that you're on. Uh, One thing that I want to do, Zach, is I want to leave it open to all of the all of the viewers, right? So I want them to, uh, you know, maybe next week we'll select a couple questions or topics sure. that, that some people mentioned. So um, whatever platform you're listening to this on, comment on it, review on it. Uh, let us know what topic you want us to cover next week, and we'll definitely shout you out and uh, sure. cover that topic for sure. But, um, yeah, man, Yellhorn, number one. Yellhorn, yeah, bringing, sweet. It, bringing it loud and clear. I wish we had the horns ourselves to be like, or whatever they sound like. I, I have no clue, but... Uh... Yeah, we're, I don't even think they put the sound effect like I mean, in the game or anything. But if if you listen to it this far, I mean, you're you're a champ. I mean, you're in you it. Prob- yeah, yeah. You're already probably drove to work, and you're probably whatever. But uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like we just we just want to bring like kind of what's happened on the past weekend going forward, what's going mm-hmm. on, and then continue it going from there. So I mean, hopefully hopefully we brought some information. Hopefully we're entertaining enough, kept it real, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess about. until next episode. Yeah, we'll see you guys next uh, next Tuesday. I should should be uploading this on Tuesday. Who knows? We'll, Peace we'll, out. We'll, yeah, we'll check it out. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Uh, Yell whore number one. We'll see you next week. Alrighty.